I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the pod cupboard, pod people, lovely pod people. Yes, it is Glamour's podcast. Hey, it's okay. I'm your host, Joe Elvin, editor-in-chief of Glamour. And my special guest and I want you to come and just be distracted by some utter, wonderful, kind of important, not so important nonsense with us. The amazing superwoman Emma Freud is here with us today. We're going to be arguing violently about millennials, cooking, drinking, friends, all sorts of things. I think it's going to get quite sort of kind of like pleasantly offensive is what I'd say. So stay tuned. So yes, here we are. Hey, it's okay. It is going to be okay. I know from uh, some of the wonderful reviews and feedback I get from you guys. Thank you so much for listening to Hey, It's Okay every week. But really, it's your commuter saviour. So I'm hoping that we can do that again for you today. Today in the pod cupboard, we've got James Williams producing. He might pop up. I know that some of you get really upset when it's just me and not him on here. He is here in spirit. We've got managing editor Lucy Jones with us. Hello, everyone. Hi, Lucy. What, What people don't know is Lucy's kind of my boss. I like people to know that. Yeah, <laughs> she's always like yelling at me for spending money. But, I never um, yell. I'm not a yeller. Well, you glow her. Yes, maybe a you glare. Gl- you have that sort of like that 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 terribly intimidating sort of like speechless silence. And then I know I'm really in trouble. That's true. I'll do it now. Mm. And there you go. Yeah, and we've also got. I mean, I don't know where to begin. Begin the list of accolades. Filmmaker, writer, broadcaster, philanthropist, can't even say it, philanthropist, well done, Elvin, founder of Red Nose Day, all sorts of just general purveyor of loveliness in the world. It's Emma Freud, OBE. You're supposed to say something now. Hi, Jo. Hi. (laughs) And And you've brought a special guest. I've bought my very small friend, Ron Burgundy, uh, because he makes really good noises. And this being radio, I thought it, it sounds was Sounds like telly. code for something. No, What's I, going on? Okay, I'm going to pick him up. He's oh, he's so adorable. Although he has already pooed on my desk. Look at him. Look at him. It's a little guinea pig, everybody. Let me see if I can make he's him squeak. absolutely gorgeous. I don't think he's... Well, it's a pod cupboard. It, it makes most people happy, but... Oh, no. no. He will at some point. You'll hear a little... It goes, sounds like this. Oh, Ron. Hello, Ron. He's very pretty. Thank you very much. 
Yeah, we're, we're, this is it, the podcast this week, everybody. We're just going to stand here silently <laughs> and stare gooey-eyed Come at Ron, Ron Guinea Pig Burgundy. Do your little noise. Being held like a baby right now. And licking me. No, he's not. Right now, Emma, you've got to focus. Okay, I'm focusing. Focus. Welcome to Hey, It's Okay. Thank you. What's going on with you? Um, well, a lot, really. Yeah. We've got, uh, I don't know where to start. I'm doing Red Nose Day USA again. at the moment. Yeah. Again, which is next May. And not another Red Nose Day for another year and a half. So we're in that sort of cycle. Red Nose Day USA being very difficult thing to, um, to work on because it's America and we don't truly understand how they operate. Is but that because Trump voters don't like charitable things? There's a little bit of that going on. Yeah. I've got a bit of Ron in my mouth. It's very attractive. No. Um... <laughs> Uh, but it's good. It's good. We've done it three times now, and the last one raised thirty-six million dollars, which that's, for a team of twelve, we were quite pleased. That's with. quite that's amazing. Thank you very much. Uh, so we've got that. I'm going off to New York next week for the United Nations, which is a thing that Richard and I work on a lot, which is the global goals for them. Yes. And we're also doing. We're execing on Mamma Mia two. So wow. we're off to Croatia in a fortnight. Oh, can I come? No. Why? Because <laughs> you're not part of the team. Oh. And you're not talented in that area. And uh, but it's great. It's a crushing day for me <laughs> in the pod cover. This is like you know I, you don't know. I think there's still time you for this audition, middle-aged woman. Yeah. It's not at all fun, though. It's just it, lots and lots of young people singing ABBA songs and dancing around. Well, I mean, I'll just really blend happy. right in. Yeah, that's probably. fine. Yeah. Uh, but that's going quite nicely, so that's good. And we're also writing the next film that Rich is doing for Working Title, which she's working on at the moment. So that's us. Yeah, but what else? Uh, I've got a couple of columns that I do. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one for Tatler and one for BBC Good Food, which is my favourite column at the moment. I think you I should cook. just, you know, you're so lazy. Yeah, thanks. Really? Uh, and I've got my four kids. Four kids? Yeah, and my 11 pets. You, now, okay, so w- w- who's your favourite? Cover your ears, Ron Burgundy. Uh, my favourite at the moment is the little kitten we've got who's called um, El Chapo Jr. because my son Spike named her and he felt that naming her after a famous drug dealer was the right sort of thing to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. And she's just got pregnant. She's got four little babies in her tummy. She had her ultrasound this week. It's what you do these oh, days. Oh, come on. I'm serious. Uh, she's got four babies in her tummy and they're coming out, I'm hoping, next week. Right. So she's my On favorite. schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So, out of everything going on in your life, what's the most enjoyable, what's the most stressful sort of project going on at the moment? Red Nose Day USA would be the most stressful because it's hard. The most enjoyable would be my food column because I get to just cook a lot. Mm. And uh, that's fantastic and invent recipes and then print them and people make them. And sometimes I don't check them and they make them wrong. That's quite amusing to me. Uh, That's about it. Yeah, very yeah, good. Thanks. So tell me about now USA Red Nose Day. You've had one hugely successful one. What what was the highlight of that? Who was the most fun celebrity to work with? Who was the hardest celebrity to get on board? What tell me talk me through. I can't imagine. Or I remember I I think I emailed you to try and get you onto this podcast about podcast about 6 months ago and you were like, "Oh, I just I just can't. you sounded like you were having a sort of like a you, you were dissolving into a puddle of stress on just one email it's it's really hard there but it's it the gains are so massive you know to we on the red nose day here this year we raised nearly 80 million pounds and to be able to do a version of that in the states 
um, when 50% of the money in America is going to extreme poverty in Africa, which is not something that's particularly on their radar, mm. uh, feels like kind of working on virgin soil and it's really engaging and compelling and important work. It's very hard when you are a very, very small office of English people to try and communicate that importance and that passion to um, you know, a billion Americans. Yeah. But we got, but Julia Roberts, I mean, the, the thing that we tend to do is go back to people who've been in Richard's films and ask them if they would come on board this time. So Julia Roberts, who was in Notting Hill, which we made about 18 years ago, went to Africa for us this year and uh, stayed out for a week, uh, was with Bear Grylls in the bush, went to villages, did vaccinations, did, you know, witnessed operations, was, and she was phenomenal. So that was very exciting. But we also did this little film called Red Nose Day, actually, mm. which was a 15-minute version of Red Nose Day, like, uh, of Love, actually, a little update. And that, we did that with Liam Neeson over there. I and remember. it was just gorgeous. Yeah. Awesome. And that nice. went viral and everybody loved it. And it went great. And then we ended up make, bringing in 36, 37 million dollars. And it's probably on a much bigger scale than our Glamour Awards, which I know you know. Every At the end of the Glamour Awards, when I'm sort of like on high and everybody's had a great time, it's somebody at about... 10 to midnight on that night says, so how are you going to make it better next year? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck off. Can I, you know, do, do you sort of have that? Do you have the nerves about it? Do you, or are you like, you just think, well, I'm just going to have to. I'll just work on every single opportunity I can to make it bigger this time. It is that. I mean, the thing yeah. that saddens me slightly is I've been at Red Nose Day at Comic Relief for 29 years now. And what you don't get after all that time is a real buzz of, look what we did, look what we made happen. You just get, how can we top this? Yeah. So that, that sense of kind of pride and joy doesn't really happen anymore. It's, it's so just, sad. I it's, know. But are you, I, I think with me, because I tend, I, I really get annoyed with myself for not enjoying those moments. But I think it's there's a superstition kicks in that if I enjoy it too much, I'll jinx it somehow. I don't have that superstition. Yeah. But I think we spend so long editing the films from Africa and from UK projects and from the American poverty projects that we support as well. You're so drenched in the level of need that it's quite difficult to go, Wahoo! what you pretend to go is, we've been able to support mm. that school. There are 82 more schools that we should be supporting. Mm. Yeah, but you know, I think that what you've done is... A phenomenal achievement and it and it does defy belief and get bigger every year so please have a moment thanks have, have a glass of have a half a glass of wine have a kitten next time <laughs> stop having kittens for crying out loud and you know just try and enjoy 30 seconds of it I'm quite for good me. at having the glasses of wine, to be honest. That's really never been a problem for me. Yeah, they're quite good, aren't they? Although you, you were very good after the awards. You told me you didn't drink for two months. No, it's because I really had to not drink for two months because I behaved so badly at your awards. I don't Again, remember. What did year. you do? Uh, you you sent me an email that morning when I, I emailed you and said, really good luck tonight. And you went, let's get trashed. And I... I think I said something ruder, but yeah. yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I did it. Did you... No, yeah, I didn't actually. Exactly. Um, so I was obedient. Well, yeah, but the reason for I don't is because I just I I'm too scared to drink until the last person's gone off stage because things go wrong and I have to sort of like re reorder with certain members of the team and 
I'm too stressed. And so by the time I'm allowed to drink, the party's nearly over. Right. So you so messed that up for me completely because I <laughs> said that I won't drink to myself until after I presented the award to Sharon Horgan and you put her on first. Right. Well, so I, well I thought I was doing you a favour, you know. Nope. That yeah. left quite a long time. And by the time I went home, my final memory of that evening is um, someone from your office very sweetly drove me back and I got out of the car at my house and I fell over. To me, that's a good night. No, it's kind of okay when you're a teenager, but I'm 55 and a half and it's just embarrassing. I I fell over at um, Jane Moore's 50th birthday party and I sort of like, I didn't see a step as I was walking out of the club and I fell flat on my back and who should be looming over me and doing nothing to help me up, just staring at me with a look that said, this is why you shouldn't let women drink. (laughs) Jeremy Clarkson. Oh, just it's sort of the like worst name you could Don't be like, oh, there's a there's another lady who shouldn't drink. Up oh. everybody <gasps> into the club. But so thanks for that, Jeremy. That, that display of chivalry. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of drinking, Emma Freud, let's just continue this and let's talk about our bad and debauched behaviour. You've listened to Hey, It's Okay. You know we're going to have a really heated debate about something now, right? Yeah. You, oh, my God, you've got your hands on your hips. Yeah, I do. You're frowning at me. Yeah, I'm ready. It's like the proper wa- Wonder Woman stance going oh, yeah. on there. Get on oh. with that. Jesus. Right. This is serious. have got two bosses with me in the pod cover today, everybody. Come and on, a guinea pig. Someone come and save me. So, is it okay to have a friend that you have nothing to talk about with if you're both not drinking? Yes. Is it okay? Yes. Yeah, how do you, How do you handle that? So, I have a goddaughter. Um, I love having godchildren. I haven't got quite enough children. I don't. You know, it only struck me the other day. No one's ever asked me to do that. I must oh, be a wholly unpleasant that, person. That, that is. I know. I've I know. got nine. Yeah, I've got none. I've got a couple. Wow. Yeah. No. I'm in the market, everyone. I'm actually quite good with kids. Yeah. No, I think you need to draw a line under this one, Joe. Because if no one's asked you by now, what are you? Fifty. <gasps> no. What are you? Well, I'm not going to step away that. from yeah. the mic. <laughs> If no one's asked you by now and you're a proper adult who needs to dye your roots and all of that sort of stuff, then you clearly are not going to be asked. Right. Which means you do not give out an air of responsibility and respectability. Let's so turn this around I'm really comfortable quickly. with that. I'm totally comfortable with that. Maybe if, I, if I look 50 and still like I'm living some sort of Peter Pan fantasy, then I'm fine with that. Maybe you're just a busy working woman, you know, people respect oh, f- what you do. Shut up. Trying to make it better, yeah. trying to make it better. <laughs> Right, anyway, your goddaughter. So my gorgeous goddaughter, May, um, who wa- who wasn't given to me by her parents. She chose me when she got to be 16, which I quite oh, like. Yeah, all right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and that's what's going on. The children haven't had a say yeah. in my ranking here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she says the reason that she chose me was because I drink a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's okay. Yeah, you get chosen for different reasons. That was hers. And so we get on fantastically well because she says, I've taught her how to consume alcohol. <laughs> oh, I was thinking it's because you're passed out on the sofa and she can take the car keys and do what the hell she likes. No, yeah, no? Right. And so when I'm not drinking and she's not drinking, which doesn't happen very often, we don't have that central bond, but I still love her because she's my goddaughter. I rest my case. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I, I had a similar, and to my shame, I had a, it was about this time last year, I was properly panicking. Uh, I had a friend of mine who I haven't seen for about 15 years come from Australia to see me and she had her grown-up daughter. Now, we were friends in high school. She married a very religious man. 
and became um you know completely teetotal they don't eat meat they don't they don't drink tea and coffee it's like full on so she came to my house and i was thinking well how the hell how am i going to do this oh my god and um she was amazing she was so i was expecting i think somebody to be so sort of like puritanical and so different from my life but we it was like we had seen each other the day before we had our children in common we had some memories in common we didn't talk about that too much but I don't know she was amazing and I didn't need to have a drink with her and that really taught me a very valuable lesson but isn't it the same with anyone you know from the school run because you tend to have daytime relationships with them yeah which hopefully don't involve alcohol <laughs> although uh, i don't know i know a lot of mums <laughs> who have toasted their first glass of wine this week because their kids have gone back to school and they're already on the piss yeah maybe so i don't know i think sometimes though those two blend quite well but i guess what, what well the central thing of the the is it okay is is it okay if when it, you have a great time out drinking together but then if you are with each other for lunch during the day or on the phone you you really find you do have nothing in common is that okay yeah, because I think I think our world is big enough that we can have different relationships, which cut in different ways, don't they? There's there's people that you're happy to go drinking with, but you don't get on with at other times. And there are people who like a school run one who isn't an alcoholic, who you have a lovely coffee relationship with, yeah. who you really you like, but you don't want to see in the evenings. And both of those are absolutely fine. I absolutely love my mum, but I don't want to spend every minute of my day with her. Yeah. Doesn't mean that's not a good relationship. Yeah, mm. and I think it's quite I... narrow of you to even suggest it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you say that. I'm actually, I'm just, you chose the topic, crikey. <laughs> I, I'm actually really um, fine with compartmentalising my relationships. I know a lot of people who aren't. I know a lot of people who, if it's not a deep and meaningful relationship with every single person, uh, you know, I have friends who say to me, you know that person, they only like you because you're the editor of Glamour. And I'm like, yeah, I know, I don't really care about that. That's fine. That's kind of useful for both of us. I I have probably rankings and different levels of mm. relationships and I'm fine and I like them all mm. for various reasons and various times in my life. So I can be friends with somebody who I can't drink, who I, who I don't have that much to talk about with. Yeah. I'm completely the opposite, though. I need that kind of deeper meaningful. If I'm going for lunch with no booze and no props or no kind of something else to help us talk and I don't have the intimacies of their life and kind of get them and they don't get me, I don't know what to say. And I don't know if that's just because I'm quite an intense person, perhaps. Well, I think that's where maybe with me, that's where being a journalist comes in. If I've got nothing to say, I just sit there and ask questions. And yeah. that's, you know, I feel that's the way I kind of mask that yeah. we've got nothing in common. I'll yeah. sit and so, you know, so. I'm completely the same. I will yeah. take absolutely anything from anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it doesn't need to be the full package. It's funny, listening to you talk makes me remember why I first fell in love with my boyfriend. I thought you were going to say with me. No. Uh, no. Yeah. Well, yeah. by extension, because I'm very, very fond of you. But you're very <laughs> like my Richard. Oh. And you're both Australian. I'm sure it's to do with that. It's but just tell a me more attitude. about this. What do you mean? It's just the thing you were just saying about if people say, I only like you because you're editor of Glamour and you go, that's fine. Yeah. It's just kind of being okay with the world. It's not needing everything to be sorted at all times. It's, yeah. It's, I like, I don't want to lick your face now. <laughs> Well, you know, after what you said about my godparenting skills, I'm not going to let you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. 
Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Want to teach your kids financial literacy but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. Is it okay, Emma Freud, Lucy Jones, to quit when you're winning? I think it is. Yeah, I, I, think, it's, I think it's a brave move. John Motson did it today, didn't he? He retired. Yeah. Have I even mm-hmm. said his name right? You're a boy. Yeah. You're nodding. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said this morning on the Today programme that he needed to retire before he knew that he was worse at his job than he had been because of getting older. How mm. do you develop that self-awareness gene, though? That's what I, you know, maybe maybe there are, I don't know, I kind of feel like I'm still doing exciting, relevant things on Glamour, but maybe there are people going, oh, she's part, you know what I mean? It's like, how do you know, if you, particularly if you're enjoying something? You need someone like Lucy to tell you when you're going off the boil. Right, we okay. do need to have a conversation after <laughs> Oh, my this. God. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's hard, though, isn't it? I'm, I'm relentless. I'm more of a um, I'll keep trying to win at the same thing. I think I'm like that, too. Yeah. I'm not very good at giving but, up anything. But I very much admire the people that can. My thing is that when you quit one thing, you create a space in which you can do something else. And if you get the even the tiniest hint that you might be getting less capable at one thing. If you stop it, something else will come into that void and you'll create room. And at my age, and sorry to mention it again, but I really what love... What are you, like 75? Like 55 and <laughs> yeah, a half. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to being 75. <laughs> Quite flattered that you think I might have grown up enough to be 75. Uh, I'm so fucked off with the way that we prioritise the young over older people. And I'm so loving being in my skin at this age yeah. and so looking forward to becoming my mum who's now 90 and goes tap dancing every Monday and swims naked every single morning and is so vibrant and gloriously 90 and getting a bit eccentric and scatty and quite liking the fact that she's getting that. And I don't understand how we can have got to a place in this country where... To say, um, it's my birthday, but I'm not going to tell you what age I am. Because yeah. I'm, I'm, where, where it's not okay to look how we look when we look beautifully 60, 70. Well, it's it's interesting. It's a of old shit. It's so true. And I, I, I'm sure I've mentioned this before. Sorry, podcasters, if I'm banging on about the same thing. But I, I, my last birthday when I turned 47, um, 
have you know. <laughs> uh, I, uh, somebody put underneath my Facebook happy birthday, so, oh, you know, well done for being so brave and, and admitting you're... And it's just like, what? I, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't even given it a second thought until that person said that. And I just feel like, I think it's really important for us all to represent and to be visible and to own our age at whatever age it is. Because otherwise, if we're not out there and being visible in what we do, then people do think that um, women just lock themselves away in the room once they turn 40. It's crazy. Which is why, to bring us back to our theme, you yeah. need to quit while you're winning so that you can go on winning. Mm. And you need mm. to change the thing that you're winning at. I mean, I'm doing something completely different now to what I was doing 10 years ago. And my life is all the better for it. And I think I'm doing it better because I'm not still flogging that same horse. So mm. what do you, how do you, maybe you don't have these moments, how do you cope in moments of self-doubt in that situation? Well, maybe I'm not going to be any good at this. Maybe I, do you know what I mean? How do you talk to yourself and keep yourself with the confidence to try something new, to quit that thing that's actually doing really well? Do you know, I had um, lunch yesterday with a person who I love, but who has no self-doubt. And it's the only thing about her that I don't like. I think you have to embrace the self-doubt. I think self-doubt is part of the human condition. And it's the thing that connects us. It's the space in which we, we, we understand each other. Uh, it's so much easier to love somebody for their lack of confidence than for their confidence. Mm. And I think if you don't have those moments of self-doubt, you are doing the wrong thing. Right. You are delusional. You're doing something in which you have lost your own sense of self-examination. So embrace the self-doubt. But it can also stop people doing things that they could be good at. And, you know, do, do you know what I mean? It really can stop you. Uh, and cut off opportunities for yourself if you've got too much self-doubt. Look, I, I'm called Freud. I'm not a therapist. <laughs> Look, well, I've been sold a bloody pup here. I mean, it's like, eh, what? What? I'm just curious. It's like, I, I agree with you. We all have self-doubt. Even people who pretend, even your friend who has no self-doubt totally has it and is disguising it. But how do you tell that voice to shut up so you can actually try something i think it's helpful and um useful to uh, evaluate the self-doubt that you have but then not letting it overtake you and maybe explore it maybe discuss it with your friends talk about it but it, it, it's where it's that point of it actually stops you and says do you know what i'm not going to do this because i'm afraid or i'm not good enough or i'm not but if you explore those doubts you might learn something new about yourself and yet one of the things that i'm loving about being older is seeing the places where the self-doubt or the fear or the anxiety is really intense and avoiding it just going I don't have to do that anymore mm. I can do the things that I really like doing and things I know I'm okay at or at least I feel I could be okay at mm. rather than going I have to be really brave here yeah. I'm really over being really brave mm. oh, that's a re yeah that's mm. a really interesting I hadn't thought of it that way because I'm not old enough yet. No. That's what it is. <laughs> it will come to you <laughs> later. <laughs> 
Well, you know, I asked um, Ron Burgundy, guinea pig, to read out this week's review, and he's just he snubbed it and done another poo on the carpet. But um, so I guess I'll read out the review. Thank you so much. We really, really love and value the reviews. They're so important to us, and they really help us with our iTunes ranking and all sorts of things that help us to continue doing. Hey, it's okay. So please do keep them coming. And as a little reward, if I read your review, you will get a present from me. So that's you today, Katie Lang. Thank you so much. Your review starts adore these and I mean hey I'm sold such a huge fan of these podcasts they always seem to manage to cover topics that I'm worrying about and they deal with everything in such a well humoured and mature way I absolutely love it (gasps) Ron Burgundy is squeaking he loves your review too Katie Lang always feel a bit better about my life after after listening thanks Joe and team thanks Ron Burgundy thank you Katie Lang if you email me at editor at glamourmagazine.co.uk I will send you a present possibly a squeaking guinea pig Talking about old people to the youths of today. Are you ready? Yes. Is it is it okay to cut millennials some slack? Please do. All right, done. <laughs> done. End of topic. Are you a millennial, Lucy Jones? I am, yeah. I tell you, you know, I've got to be honest. I kind of got a vague idea. To me, a millennial is someone who's born in this century. Yeah, I think it's 80s to 2000s. Right. Okay. Uh, as their birth year, year of birth. How old are you, Lucy? I'm 28. Are you? But very what well. a babe. You're doing well. You're her boss. Isn't she doing well? Wow. Well, maybe it's because I'm a millennial. I've got such... She's not really my boss. (laughs) (laughs) She's definitely my boss. I was being polite earlier, but if we're going to actually, you know, I don't want that committed to record. Me neither, actually. (laughs) Um, I love millennials, or at least I love teenagers. Are they millennials? I think so. Generation Mm. Z? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, James says they're too young. You're too young teenagers, I'm sorry. You're All not right. included. Well, in I, just wanna, I just yeah. want to FYI that I think teenagers deserve a bit of cutting of slack. I Me think too. they get. I, I have three teenage sons, and whenever people, I say that to people, they go, oh my God, you're okay. You poor thing. I love them. They're so funny. Are you like the mum in Mean Girls? Oh, you guys keep me young. <laughs> yes. yes. I try and dress like them and I try to go clubbing with them. And sometimes I sneak in and sometimes when they aren't looking, I dance with them. Oh, man. They really hate it, but they make me laugh so much. And I find them very vibrant and interesting and engaged and... uh, I've got this daughter, Scarlett, you know her. She's written for you. I know Scarlett. How are you, Scarlett? She's not in the room. Well, you know, she's listening though. I know because she uh, listens to every word you say, whether it's in real life or on a podcast. She so does. I know she is. Yeah. But she's phenomenal. She's so feisty and frightening, and she has purple hair. Oh, I thought it was pink. Has she changed? She's changed. Right. Um, and she's she she challenges everything that I say, and she makes me. Uh, much more engaged than I would be. She stops, and they all do, actually, my teenagers. They stop me. I mean, they're awful as well. I'm not trying to big up my kids here. Um, but but they're just, if you look at them rather than for what they're not doing, and if you look at them for what they are doing, and what the, my ones are always doing is saying, don't say, you can't say that person's fat. You can't mention the fact that they're of a different ethnicity. You know, it's that. And I love that. Well, that's the thing. What I was going to to add is like my daughter is younger than a teenager. She's 12. But, uh, you know, we hear all the time in the media that, oh, you know, the youth of today, they just want it all handed on a plate. They all just want to be on Celebrity Big Brother and become a reality star and an Instagram star and do nothing and earn millions. And 
I don't know. I, I just find the reality is I talk to a lot of universities and a lot of high schools and I'm always completely blown away by um, the intelligence of the questions that they ask me, but also um, just how concerned they are about their future and how much they really care and how ambitious they are. And I'm always really struck by that. It's such a disconnect with the image I see of young people in the media. And picking up on your point, my daughter, you know, I took her to um, a show recently. Uh, it was like a fashion show thing. And she was like really moaning in my ear about the lack of diversity in the models. And, you know, I think that they're just a little bit more um, awake about all of those things. And so I've, I've got a huge amount of faith and think, frankly, we should all just lie down dead and let them just take over, to be honest. Mm, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, there's just so much more awareness. And technically, I think media represent the millennials aren't that generation. It's the generation after them. Um, but, you know, I do. I am a millennial, technically. And I think the younger sort of half of that spectrum are certainly more interested in, you know, um, doing something politically, making a stance, making sure that the world is greener, making sure it's more diverse and, and, and equal. Um, and sort of generations above me you don't hear that conversation going on so much well this is my theory at the moment and it's not a particularly pleasant and uplifting theory but it, it has an uplifting end game i think is that you know politically everything's so awful at the moment i mean it's so bloody awful and like reading today that jacob rees mogg might be our prime minister this time next year it, it, i just want to literally just want to lie down dead um but i just feel like perhaps we're in a, a place that's getting so politically tumultuous that you know, my generation never had to really fight for anything. Mm. And I think that this generation will have to. Yeah. Um, and I think that they're going to. And I think that we're going to have a lot of crap to wade through, but we're going to end up with something better at the end of it mm. eventually. Mm. I watched um, my daughter make a little film this last weekend about activism where she interviewed 32 people to, uh, and talked to the women and talked to them about their relationship with activism. And my favorite of all the comments, and my word, it was a brilliant subject, because it's exactly what you say. They know they cannot sit back and mm. let it happen. Mm. They absolutely have to get engaged. And I could see them stepping up to the plate. And there was this one gorgeous kid from North London who was a Muslim. And she said that her favorite act of activism was every time she sits on the tube and someone looks at her thinking, you're a terrorist she smiles at them mm. and she said it's an mm. active act of activism. That's actually made me a bit teary. To look at that person in the eye and she said I do it every morning and every morning I feel I'm doing something to try and make the world, it's tiny but it's, you know. And that's the thing and I, I you know, it's, it, it's little things, isn't it? But I, and I think that if we all tried to do the little things mm. like that, it's not going to stop Donald Trump pushing the big red button but it kind of, if you can make the space around you as lovely as you can in that way, that's actually there's something inspiring in that and I think that young people are engaged with that and you know all it is is the difference between walking down the street and seeing a piece of litter and going oh I hope someone picks that up and walking down the street and seeing a piece of litter and picking it up mm -hmm. yeah that's what activism is it's about saying I see what's going on in the world and I'm engaged mm. and I'm, I'm part of the story rather than I'm a spectator that's all it is and I think you can do that in any way you like and I do see this generation doing it but just to go back to you for a second you're doing that in a huge way with global goals so what do you what will you be doing when you go to to the UN? We've got um, a huge event happening in the middle of New York during the United Nations week 
Unger Week, they call it, and it's um, the week after next, and we're doing a huge debate between 400 of the most radical thinkers that we can find, mm -hmm. talking about how we can make sure that the global goals are met, which is a series of goals for 2030 for this planet, mm. with which, and they're achievable, and with which we have a future, and without which we really don't, mm. in terms of climate change, in terms of... Uh, extreme poverty in terms of terrorism and in terms of war mm. and uh, so it's just getting the greatest thinkers on the planet into one room and, tr and trying to work out how we can turn the dream into a reality. Well I look forward to hearing more about that but uh, that's quite a serious note to end on but you know that's been yes. really inspiring. Do you, you to show you my breast? Yes please <laughs> no the guinea pigs I'd much prefer to see the guinea pigs but uh, I, I you know you have been pleasantly offensive but also incredibly inspiring today Emma Freud thank you oh. so much for being here today you're so welcome we love you and I love you even though you insult me all the time <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of what a big sister does isn't it yeah I, I really only came here for the goodie bags so are there going to be some freebies now? yeah 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 we're going to go we're going to take you to the beauty cupboard from the pod cupboard to the beauty cupboard and not everybody gets that because not everybody asks for it and I'm too embarrassed to say no so that's what's going to happen thank you Lucy Jones and thank you Emma Freud and thank you pod people I still haven't come up with a good name but thank you for joining us once again in the pod cupboard for Hey It's Okay goodbye
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.